Hello everybody and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today I'm joined with Ian Poirier of cool. Bob and Sons Automotive. That's me. Good How's it going? Excellent. <laughs> Good to be here. Okay, so let's talk. So let's talk a little bit about yourself. Excellent. Yeah, so um, I've been in the auto industry for 10 years myself. My family, I'm, we're of a third generation auto repair business. My grandfather started the business in 1964. My dad took it over about uh, 15 years ago. So it's in, it's in our blood. Uh, we're a small auto repair shop on the west side of Manchester, not far from Goffstown. We serve the greater Manchester area, uh, Bedford, Goffstown, Derry, Auburn, Ware. Um, we work on all makes and models, uh, repair, not auto body. That's a common uh, misconception in our industry. There's two separate entities. Um, and we also sell used cars as well, quality used cars to our customers. And uh, we seem to be, we do pretty well and our customers love us and they keep coming back. Good, awesome. Yeah. So now we know a little bit about you. So this is a fun area to talk about because like I said, who we were talking about beforehand, I was in car sales. So I understand a little bit about that end of things. Yep. And I've seen a lot of crazy, crazy things over yep. the years. Yep. So I guess we could talk a little bit about finding a good mechanic. That's something probably Absolutely. people have on their minds. Absolutely. So, cause you know, your car breaks, you don't know where to go. You don't know who to call. Yep. You don't know what to do, who to trust, you know, so forth like that. So yeah. I guess that's a good area to start. Social media, right? <laughs> Reviews, rule the world. Um, that's what I would recommend. If you're not in the greater Manchester area, you don't want to come to Bob and Sons, um, go online, Google. Uh, reviews are generally a pretty clear snapshot of what a company's really going to be. There's always going to be outliers mm -hmm. that some people aren't going to be happy. But if you've got a really good rating, a general consensus of people that say, yeah, this place is trustworthy, they're honest, they do what they say they're going to do, um, then that's probably where I would start. Or refer a friend, you know, someone you trust, a family member or a friend. They say, listen, I've been going to this place for, uh, for a couple of years. They've been doing great work. You know, it's, it's cost effective and I trust them. That would be a, a, the best advice I could give to somebody. Um, we really strive to be the best we can be especially on as far as reviews go. We've got uh, 75 Google reviews. We've got a 4.9 rating, 4.9 uh, star rating on Google. So it means a lot to us and it shows in our, in our reviews to our customers that they're getting top-notch top service, which is what we're about. So, good. Yeah. I, yeah, like I said, I've seen a lot of as kind of good up front, yep. kind of not so much on the back yep. end, yep. stuff like that. So yep. uh, you kind of mentioned earlier, I guess, I guess the point I'm going to make here <laughs> is you kind of doing your uh, due diligence beforehand before you do yeah. business with someone, before yes. you do something. Yes. Um, so if someone's looking to buy a car, what should they be doing beforehand? Because you guys mentioned car sales a little bit. Yep, absolutely. So we've got a service at Bob and Sons called a pre-buy inspection. So if someone in Derry is looking at buying a car in Manchester from somebody secondhand, not, this isn't a brand new car you're going to get from a dealer with a you know, five-year warranty. Um, and they're looking to buy it and they don't know enough about cars. They don't feel comfortable making this purchase, this multi-thousand dollar purchase without a second opinion. It's like, I like to uh, parallel it with uh, home buying. You don't buy a home without a home inspection. The mortgage company doesn't want you to because there's too much risk. Why would you buy a car without having it inspected by a reputable mechanic to say, yeah, there's, there's not $2,000 worth of damage uh, repairs under, you know, under the surface here that when you spend $3,000 on it, you need to put another two into it. So I would find a shop that's reputable that will do this service for you. Um, sometimes the dealer will bring it to the shop. We have some people out of state that can't come to actually pick up the car and bring it to us. 
So they'll say, listen, uh, dealer X, would you mind bringing this car to Bob and Sons? They're going to look at it for me, take about an hour, hour and a half. You go get the car, they're going to send me a report. So we send a report via text and email with pictures, text as to the overall uh, health of the car, any, any problems, any maintenance coming up that's going to need to be done. Um, so I would do a pre-buy inspection. Along with that is a Carfax, right? We all know about the Fox. Yeah. So Carfax is a really great idea to you do as well because you sometimes auto body shops can do a really good job of making it look brand new and you might want to know if something's been in an accident or not. Also, Carfax does keep track of maintenance that's been done at reputable shops. So like yeah. if it comes to Bob and Sons and we do some maintenance on it, it gets recorded with Carfax. So you've got a history of the maintenance on the vehicle. So due diligence, preparation is, is key. So yeah, as, as many different sources you can. Um, if you buy it from someone secondhand and they've been maintaining it properly and they have all the receipts, that's, per, that's who I like to buy from. Yeah. I know that they've got proof that they had the services done, they had the tune-ups done, they, they changed the brakes, you know, whatever the, the case may be. But uh, yeah, proof is in the is in the pudding right there. So, okay. Yeah. So as I guess on the, on the flip side of that, if you walk into a place and you see certain business practices, what would stand out as okay? We should really take a step back and really look at that. Um, if they if they if you go to test drive a, or you go into a, a you go to look at a vehicle and you get there and they they say, well, you know, you can't really go very far with the car or you can't take it on the highway, or you're not allowed to test drive it. Well, why am I going to buy this vehicle if I can't test drive it? I want to see what it does, what it sounds like, if the engine's going to jump out of the vehicle or not. Um, that's probably a sign that you should probably turn around and walk out the door. If you don't get greeted with just a simple smile, you know, a handshake and a smile, we're glad to see you today, what can we do for you type thing. Um, I always say if you're not getting good customer service, it's time to go to the next place. You know, there's, there's no excuse for not giving a smile, a handshake, being courteous, good customer service. So, um, those would be that'd be my advice to to people out there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, like I said, I used to work in car sales. Yeah, it's like no, that's n number one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how are you? How are you? Yes, it's <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? You know? Yeah. Help them. So. <laughs> I love it. It's so hard these days. We're not. We don't get great customer service, or it's not very uh, common. At a lot of places anymore, and so when you get it, it's like, wow! I really appreciate you guys going that extra mile to make me feel comfortable and and care about what I'm going to be spending my money on. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it also comes from both ends. One side hates car salesmen or mechanics. There's a very general level of distrust yep. there. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. How, how would you address that? Because I think that's a big yeah, area. Yeah, absolutely is. Our industry has been very poor in. Um, being honest with customers, you know, taking advantage of customers. Um, so there is a certain level of distrust or hesitancy. You know, I don't know, I don't know you. How do I know I want to do business with you with my vehicle that I carry my family in? Yeah. That's very important for me to get to work um, to make money, you know, so that I can live. And so you need to really create that rapport and create that relationship with the person. It, we need to do a better job in our industry of just being honest and this is what this is what I'm going to do on your vehicle this is what it's going to cost um, you know just being very upfront not not no hidden fees no hidden parts no um, you know this took me five minutes I'm going to charge you two hours you know that's that's not I believe in karma so it's going to come back around and get you anyway so just you know treat people the way you want to be treated you know it's the same thing I'm going with 
going through it right now at my house. I have a plumber coming over tomorrow. I don't want to get hosed for a $900 bill and he's there for an hour. I want to be treated fairly, you know, yeah. so I can treat people the way I want to be treated. So, yeah, yeah, because I'm not going to say who, so, huh. but <laughs> I've seen that before where yeah. and I've left dealerships that I've worked at because they're like, oh, yeah, we're getting totally going to get this dude. And you're like, you're charging them like four times what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they have no idea. Yeah. You know, I've, so yeah. I've seen that. That's yeah. why I asked. That's why trust <laughs> is such a ginormous part of our business. You, the customer real or the client really needs to trust you. It's like going to their home. You know, we have their car. It's a very personal place. Um, and it needs to be safe. They need to know when they get it back that now I can drive on the highway at mm -hmm. 65 miles an hour and, <laughs> and no faster. That... Um, that it's going to be safe and that you guys did everything that you said you were going to do and, and the tires are on properly, the brakes are tight yeah. and fastened, fastened properly. And um, it can be, yeah, you, you, the person doesn't know, right? They drop their car off, they go back to work. We have their vehicle for sometimes six, seven, eight hours. And if we were a, a dishonest company, we could say, yeah, it costs $2,000 and we really only cost like $200. That's, but that's no way to... That's no way to treat people, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I got it. We wouldn't be in business for 55 plus years if we did that. That's just, gotcha. it wouldn't, it wouldn't, wouldn't it wouldn't survive. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Okay, cool. So, wow, that's a whole lot to cover in yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah, certainly. Uh, it, I'm trying to think of what, what could we actually pick apart as far as the industry goes. There's so much. Um, I think technology is a really big thing right now. So, well, it always is, but um, along the lines of good customer service, is 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 value am i getting the value that i deserve for what i'm paying so mm -hmm. if a customer brings a car to bob and sons just for let's just say simple a simple oil change we do what's called a courtesy check or a courtesy inspection check and so we've got like a we've got a 55 point checklist that we're going to check out on the vehicle from whether we're doing a 20 minute 30 minute oil change or a two hour brake job and it goes through all the, all the inside electronics, the drivability, we take it for a ride, we check the tires, we check the brakes, we do a suspension check. And we're able to, like I said earlier, we're able to text or email that to customers. If there's any problem spots, we can show them with a picture. Um, one of your stabilizer links is broken half. We, you know, we're not lying. That trust factor we were talking about. We're not making it up that that is broken. It's, you can see it's plain as day. The two pieces are not connected. So technology has really, really helped our business in create in bridging that gap in trust with customers because we can actually show with proof. Uh, listen, you're 10 miles away at work, but this is what we found in your vehicle. This is what it's going to cost to fix it. Do you want us to go ahead? Yeah, it's as simple as a text. A lot of times people are in meetings or they can't take you know 20 minutes to talk to you about the problems they're going with their vehicle. Um, so technology has been huge, and as well as diagnostic cars are getting. More and more computers are going into vehicles. Is <laughs> actually what I was just thinking about. This is a good area to talk yeah. about because just from the 1970s and before to now, mm -hmm. cars are like entirely computerized. Mm -hmm. Entirely. I've seen some of the equipment we've used to diagnose cars, and you literally plug that into the little thing that reads codes, yeah. and it's like, oh, everything in the car is pull out, and yeah. you're like, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Is right. And there's a one distinction, one clear distinction I want to make. That's that's get skewed a little bit by these bigger parts companies is there are little scan code scanners that you can plug into a car and get a code. That does not tell you exactly what's wrong with the vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know, at Bob and Sons, we've got roughly, we've, I'm not going to say how much, we've got a lot of money in the tens of thousands of dollars in scan tool diagnostic equipment. And 
you, you, you hook that to the, the vehicle's computer systems, and you're able to figure out which computer system has a problem, and then you can focus in on that, on that system. Then you've got a diagnostic trouble tr a chart you can follow to, to weed out what's not wrong and what is wrong. So it's, uh, it's very labor intensive. There's a lot of technology, a lot of uh, brain power and manpower that goes into this, but um, technology is, the cars are getting more and more computer, you know, computers are going in and we got backup cameras in all our cars, our tire pressure monitors tell us our tire pressure is going low. Um, it's, get, it, it's getting borderline scary with autonomous vehicles where they can drive themselves. Uh, you know, you, turn, you drive down the highway and turn, and you see a Google car, and there's nobody in the, path, in the driver's seat, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's a little trippy. The first time you see that, it's, I've seen it once. It's trippy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because yeah. that actually that brings up a whole other area to get into. But I guess we'll start with, um, I guess, just keeping up with all of it, like the constant Hot. advancement of cars yes. and everything. And yes. I'm not going to say... This is what everyone thinks, but generally when people think of mechanics, they're like, oh, whatever, just a you know, high school dropout. Turning type. wrenches. That's yeah. right. But there's actually a huge amount of technology that's Tons. picking up, so you have to be intelligent at the same time. You have to be very intelligent. If you're a good technician, we're not mechanics anymore. We're automotive technicians. Technicians, okay. <laughs> uh, just like there's no such thing as you know, there's HVAC technicians. Um, so there's a lot of continuing education. You're yeah. constantly doing online training, constantly going to courses, in-person courses, uh, on the latest and greatest technology. Uh, you know, hybrids, when those first came out, we had no idea what that was. We had to learn how, how they were built, how they were run, the batteries inside them. Those batteries, they only have a 10-year life on them. Mm -hmm. So when that battery goes bad, which are $5,000 just for the part, you gotta figure out how to handle that. We're talking voltage that can kill somebody. So you're going to need to know how to handle that. So you need to, you know, we went to, we had two eight-hour day courses on how to properly handle those, how to diagnose problems going on with those types of vehicles. So now we got electric vehicles. Uh, hydrogen's not as, as advanced, but that's, that's on the horizon. Autonomous vehicles. Um, so, yeah, continuing education is, is massive. I mean, the, the amount of time and money that goes into uh, education for technicians and then uh, tools and technology to diagnose these problems is, is astronomical. It's very, very high. It's very, very high. But you have to be up with it. If you're one of these companies that's going to rely on the knowledge you already have and you'll just kind of learn as you go, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. You, very, know, you, need, you need to fast. be very fast. <laughs> you need to be up on the, on the frontier of what's breaking. Um, you know, so we're, we're constantly scouring um, media outlets and magazines. And you know, we, we subscribe to 20 different mag car magazines as to different technologies that are coming out, even parts. Even parts are just changing. Just the, the components that are going into, into brake pads and where they're being sourced from yeah. outside the country, and it's fascinating. We could talk for four hours about cars, and, be, and we wouldn't even scratch the surface. There's a lot to a lot to touch on, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So we're actually coming pretty close to the time here. Okay. So had a lot of fun. Thank Excellent. you for joining me on the show. I appreciate you having me. It was a great time. Yeah, definitely Excellent. enjoyed it. So thank you all very much for watching today, and until next time.